Hi, I'm Life Coach Mama, a life coach for moms who want to find more joy and more peace in their marriage and in their parenting. My husband and I have eight kids. We love having a big family and often hear the phrase, you've got your hands full. Come and join me as I interview moms of all ages and in all stages from around the world. Be encouraged, find inspiration and confidence that you can handle another kid. And if this is a topic that interests you, please check out my book, Have Another Kid Without Losing It. Available for purchase today on Amazon by Lauren Laboda. All right, friends, welcome back. Today, I have a friend from the other side of the world, believe it or not. And live here, I have with me Gilda Rose, a friend I made over Facebook, over a business group for Catholic moms. And Gilda Rose is a Catholic therapist, a mom, does liturgical living work, and so, so much more. And so, so many exciting and new things to talk about in this episode. I'm so glad you're here joining us. And first, I'd just like to get to know a little bit about her. Like I said, we just met on Facebook and we haven't met in person, which is probably obvious, but I just want to hear a little bit about her family of origin, where she grew up. And since I ask everyone the question, how many siblings she had and their names and where she is in the lineup. So welcome, Gilda. I'll let you, you go so ahead. Lauren, it's such a privilege. Um, I'm so glad I met you. There's so <laughs> many things that we can keep talking about. So, <laughs> thank you. Here. Mm, same here. Yeah. So I'm like you know, like you mentioned, I'm I'm Gilda Rhodes. I am brought up, and I'm born and brought up in India. Um, at the moment, yes, I'm in Malaysia. So yeah. Um, on the other side of the continent. Well, I have my parents and in our nuclear family, there's just me and my younger brother. Mm -hmm. I'm the older one. So Mm -hmm. yeah, well, I have all the eldest daughter stuff going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And what city did you live in? So, um, you know, India is huge. Mm-hmm. I was born in Kerala. We lived, I lived most of my life in New Delhi, mm. but I also have about six plus years that I lived in Bangalore. I, so I have family friends from Kerala. That's Southern India, right? Yes. Okay. We call God's own country. Um, mm. Also where um, the apostle St. Thomas landed oh right so, yeah it's wow well um state of mm. uh, India it actually has the most um number of Catholics in the whole of India so you'll find a lot of Catholics in okay. and go up go up because mm. St. Francis Ireland are there so yeah oh, so wow. and Goa are the places where you will find a lot of Catholic people. And then when did you move to Malaysia? 
about five years ago. Okay. Oh, so you're relatively new. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And well, two years of that was in the pandemic. So, Mm. you know, you you were just in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And you're married and you you have two boys. Is that right? Yes, that's right. I um, married Joseph. Mm. Uh, and my older son is Obadiah, and my younger one is Ezekiel. Oh. They are five and three. So oh, those are fun you know. ages. Fun, fun. Yeah. Your oh, husband's yeah. Joseph. I love it. And I also love your name. I don't know if I've heard the first name before, but your middle name is We Have a Rose. So we have a daughter, Rose. Gilda means um, the, the literal meaning would be covered in gold. You know, oh, like wow. um, but it also means servant of God. Mm. So um, I kind of really relate with my name because, mm. um, you know, the Bible verse which says you're purified like gold. Mm. And um, so I see how my life has been and it's all the struggles and suffering that I've been through. I see how God has been purged, you know, how God has been wow. purged really love what I read about your business and that's like mainly what I want to ask you about and so if you want to just give a little bit description I have a few questions but if you want to just tell us your job description first that'd be great okay so um, I have a master's in counseling psychology so I'm a psychologist Mm. and my specialization was marriage and family therapy Mm. so yeah I've been doing professional counseling for more than a decade now and um i've in the pandemic i've also turned a parenting coach um because i guess it was the need of the hour you know nobody's ever been with their kids stuck at home for a long period of time anytime in the near you know past so yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i guess challenges kind of make you come out stronger so Yeah. Yeah. I love doing that. I absolutely love what I do. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. And it's really important work. So thank you so much. And I like what you said about helping women keep their identity or maybe even find their identity in motherhood. So can you talk more about that? Because we talk about that a lot, but I'm not even sure I know what it means. (laughs) Yeah. I, I kind of realized that with a lot of my clients, you know, and usually when people come for therapy, they're coming thinking that there's this one thing that's really bothering them or that they're struggling mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And then you start therapy and you figure out, oh, that was just the tip of the iceberg. You know, there's so much more mm-hmm. below it, you know? So I kind of started noticing, um, and even for myself, you know, like I thought it was just my journey, but then I kind of figured, oh, wow, there's more women talking about this, you know? So they would come, or most clients will come with, I'm struggling with work, I'm struggling in my marriage, or, um, you know, I don't know what to do with my kids, or, you know, there's, there's just all of these things. And then you kind of realize that when you go deeper, that, they really lost their identity, you know, like who we are, who we are created to be. Mm. You know? 
So if you go back to the Bible, you know, God says, you're the apple of my eye. You know, you're my daughter. Mm. And that's the core of our identity. Unfortunately, um, in the world that we live in, in our community, we are told, oh, you're a mother, you're a daughter, you're, you're a whatever professional, you know, you're, you're a businesswoman, you're, you're a wife. And so what I love talking to women about it or getting them to reach a point to understand that all of these are roles we play. Mm. So there's a difference between the role we play uh, the role we play and who we are. Mm. And so a lot of that comes with, you know, so most of the time people are trying to juggle, oh, how do I be a mother and a working woman? But, you know, these are roles. Mm. Yes, you can prioritize on the role you play, but you really need to have time for who you are. You know, what makes you you? What makes you uniquely um, the person you were created to be, you know, because there's no one else like you, right? Like God made you with that unique, the uniqueness that nobody else has. And so you might have a twin who looks like you, but they're not you. So I really feel it's so important for women um, to find that true identity, you know, to you know how is God looking at you? You know, when, when, when I'm struggling with this, is God judging me for not performing my role as a mother? Or, you know, oh, you're not being this good wife. Oh, you're not doing your work properly. He's really looking at me, you know? And for him, all of these things are what you do. And everything we do can only be done with God. So... So us struggling to do things doesn't make any sense if we're not connected with who we are in God, in Christ, you know? Yeah. So, you know? so a lot of times when we fail in being a mom, then it, it really, you know, we're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm just a mess, you know? You know? And, and so we, we kind of go with all of those negative thoughts that come with it. I didn't match up to my mother. I didn't match up to... The fantasy of me as a mom, you know, so, um, so yeah, to really say, okay, so yes, that exists, and, you know, we, we find a way around that, and that's the function mm. that you have, mm -hmm. but who are you, you know, really find yourself. So that's so helpful. I think that'll resonate with any woman listening, <laughs> but really men too, because, yeah, I, I mean, we think that maybe it's an American thing, but I think it's just a human thing that we focus so much on doing and performance and we push our kids to be good in sports and school and we assume our identity is with our work. But you're right. I mean, your identity could be in your roles. So you might be a stay-at-home mom, but if everything is about how you perform that role, it's, all, it's the same issue. It's that same distorted kind of way of looking at things because that in coaching that well definitely people come and they start with one issue and then we go into a lot of others. <laughs> I, I noticed that in coaching and then also women are just so overwhelmed. Like you know, even it, it doesn't matter how many kids you have, like one baby is all consuming. 
And so it's like, you might not even have time to go to the bathroom or like take a shower. So you're not really like philosophizing about your life sometimes. (laughs) And you assume that like, you're just doing the laundry wrong, or you're like doing the mom thing wrong, or you're cooking wrong, or like you weren't meant to be a mom because you're not fulfilled. And you're right. It's just, you're not centering yourself in the Lord. You're not starting looking to him. You're not starting the day maybe, or just your thoughts aren't beginning with him and how he looks at you. And so you're just not going to find peace and like constantly doing the mom thing or anything. Or you're trying to say, oh, you know, this thing is not working with this kid. Let me, how do I fix this? You know? And, and then I love that you, you know, you you did share about, um, about having children and having one or more. And so a lot of times the focus is on what I can do for them mm-hmm. or what they can do for me. When really, you know, God, God's not interested in that, you know, like he's interested in us being, right? And so um, to a large extent, even, you know, even when I do um, parenting work with mothers or, or parents, you know, together as a couple, um, it's a lot of, you know, really cutting down, you know, all of the other, the frills around parenting or the expectation around parenting mm-hmm. and say, um, you know, parenting isn't really about doing something for them. It's about being mm-hmm. who you are. So you give them permission to be who they are meant to be, mm-hmm. you know? So if you're stuck with the doing, you're kind of expecting them to do all the stuff too. You know, the the studies, the sports, the music, you know, I'm doing all of this. We need to catch up and do it, you know, but that's, well, we we have stuff to do and we might be good at some stuff, Mm. but what if we fail sometimes, you know, does that, does that question back, you know, does that make people like, oh my gosh, I worked so hard at this piano recital and I messed up you know so um so what is the language that you're sharing with them what are you talking about how are you expressing your frustration your failures and what's that what's the impression that children get with that you know oh I can't mess up if I mess up this race you know yeah I'm going to be they're going to use that same dialogue in their head you know where you're you're responding um reacting to to your failure so yeah yeah so a lot of even parenting really you need to start with yourself you know Mm -hmm. like cutting out all of the junk in our heads and yes uh, finding healing Mm. you know a lot of times from the family that we grew up in you know Mm -hmm. like we're all broken vessels, right? Mm-hmm. So we can't really sit and blame our parents for who we are, but we need to understand, hey, I'm broken. My parents are broken. Mm-hmm. It's their brokenness that they brought me up. Mm-hmm. And so they maybe found a certain level of healing, but I'm not responsible for that. I'm responsible for finding my healing so that I am a more put together vessel by God mm. who then takes care of my children. And no matter what you do, there is, you know, your kids are not going to be perfect. You're not <laughs> going to be perfect. You yeah. have to remember that 
in our brokenness, in our sinfulness, in our vulnerabilities, we will still mess up with our children. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's all just about moving forward. You know, we, we kind of move forward and we don't leave them as broken mm -hmm. as we were. Mm -hmm. So, And I wanted to ask you too, because I know a lot of people when they hear like finding your identity, it's, um, they might not have heard the way you described it. And I don't know in the secular world, if people hear that. And I think what's maybe more heard and even in religious circles, because we don't really get what you're saying, even though it's totally biblical and right. Um, we hear more of like, oh, I had an identity before. And then like my kids took it all away. So like, they're the problem or I kind of need to go back to what I like to do. Like it's a hobby or something or like a job, not just saying that God doesn't call women to work. Cause you know, you and I both work, but it's like, they're looking for that identity or they're looking for happiness, something they're not going to find. I, I, that's one thing I've noticed. I don't know if, if, if that makes sense, if you can speak to that, but the other thing is that sometimes the response is, and this might be more of like a secular answer. Cause if you don't have God, it's like, where do you get the peace? And so, you know, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling stressed, you're feeling like your kids are taking up the whole day or whatever your mom motherhood is just overwhelming. So the answer is like going to the spa. Well, like I'm not against, like, I like getting my toes done and you know, I mean, that's fine. And I like massages. So obviously like I exercise, I believe in like sleeping well and eating well. So and I'm sure you would also agree that those things are good, but like it, it misses the faith component. And I guess if people don't have the faith, it really doesn't make sense, but it's like the motherhood and the, being a wife is like the problem. And then self-care where it's like just the physical. It's interesting how you mentioned how the secular world kind of talks about self-care. So, um, and they it's very external again, right? Like go get a vacation, go to the spa. Like, and you know what? It's all great. You yeah. should do that. You should, you know, it's all part of who you are. Mm -hmm. But you should be doing it because it's what resonates with you. Yeah. It's what you need for yourself. You know? And sometimes really going on a vacation can actually be more stressful than... Yeah. <laughs> you know because like, like, then I'm like oh so I need to do all of this back-end work really just finally get out you know yeah. like um or if I'm taking my kids I'm like oh I'm this is a vacation for my kids you know I'm just, <laughs> I'm just here you know making sure they're safe when I'm stressing out yeah so um <laughs> yeah it's really like going back to what makes sense to me hmm. you know and it's not really about going back to who you were. Um, um, and, and, I, and, and that's something that I find um, it can obstruct us really, you know, to think that way. To, I need to go back to being the college girl I was. You know, I need to have the same freedom. I need to be investing the same time in the hobbies that I had, you know. Yeah. All yeah. that is looking back. Yeah. We don't have that anymore. And that's not what you're supposed to do. We're looking forward. Mm -hmm. Our goal is heaven. Mm -hmm. um, we're not going back to being a college girl. This is where God has called me to be. 
in this moment as a mom, you know, with my kids pulling me left, right, and center. But how do I dig into my identity when I'm being pulled in those ways? Mm. You know? And a lot of times also giving yourself permission to not be mommy. Because mm. mommy is just a role that mm. you play. Mm. When do I give myself permission to be just me? Yep. You know? And that would mean um, really doing what I love to do. Then that hobby makes sense, you know? Then doing art, going out with your friends. Um, you know, I know that my purpose, and, and maybe I'm going on a tangent here, but, you know, like, how no, it's good, it's good. I'm an extrovert, I'm an extrovert, and I just need to be out socializing, you know, but I've not had an opportunity to do that. My kids kind of tie me down. But... Okay, being an extrovert is is who God made you to be. But right. what is the purpose of you know what's the purpose of it? Is it just to go out and have fun? Or is really for an extrovert is connection, you know? What what they really need is a connection. Mm-hmm. So are you okay with just going out and meeting random people? without the authentic connection maybe not you know but that's that's what you need to find for yourself Mm. so i need to be able to find opportunities where i can have authentic connection with other women or with other Mm. you know with, with other people um maybe in the same boat maybe for some people they find they find their purpose in connecting with let's say older women you know, giving them a smile um, with with elderly, with probably going to an old age home and really connecting with those who don't have anyone to connect with, you know, maybe that would give them more purpose and wholeness than just going to the pub with, you know, with some girl pals and drinking, you know, so, mm-hmm. so really, so the words can tell you, oh, you're an extrovert, you're, you're less on social, socializing time. Just go out there, do your stuff, you'll feel better. Yes, you'll have fun, but you'll come back feeling hollow, mm-hmm. you know, because you've not met the need that you have, mm-hmm. which is authentic connection, you know? So that misses the point. You wasted all that time, mm-hmm. you know, doing something which is supposedly enjoyable, but it's left you more empty and depleted than more hopeful. So, yeah, and then if you're not, yeah, so, you're so not really, getting what you want. Yeah, you're not happy and you didn't meet the goal. So, you know, one of the verses that I use a lot, both in secular and spiritual, um, you know, audiences is love one another as you love yourself. And it's such a cliche quote, um, Bible verse that everybody uses, but, and we hear it a lot, you know, we've probably just grown up hearing it, but the emphasis has always been on the first part of it, which is love one another or love 
others, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And then, but I think we really need to hear it in the right way, you know, love one another as you love yourself, you know? So you might be doing a lot of things for a lot of people. You might be serving them. Your professional life will be great. But none of that will be meaningful or impactful if you're not doing that loving for yourself. Mm. You know, because a lot of times you might be doing all the good stuff, but you might be doing it with a lot of resentment mm. or frustration. Because that's when bitterness creeps in. And usually when you're doing good stuff and you feel bitter about it, you really need to go back and see, okay, wait a minute. Have mm. I been loving myself in this way? Mm. You know? Or am I serving from a place of completion? You know, the mm. same thing, right? Fill your cup. Um, you have to fill your cup with a love that grounds you, you know, go to the living water, right? The living water that never runs dry. So you have to be filled and overflowing with it. And then all your activities, charities, service, make sense, you know? Otherwise, you're just exhausting yourself. You're doing it all by yourself. Um, you know, even the act of serving your children and your husband and your parish becomes draining and exhausting and meaningless because you're not doing that from a place where you're pouring out from what you have. Mm. That's such a good reminder too, because it's so easy to get there. I know I feel myself getting frustrated and I'm like, why am I frustrated? You know, like my husband will say, are you resentful? And I'm like, I guess, because I just assume like if I just give and give and give, like everyone else around me will, but not everyone, first of all, has that personality or that mindset. And of course, children can't do that. And he's always good at saying like, oh, I need to do this for me or, you know, and sometimes I'm like, oh, that's no fair. And he's like, well, you can do stuff for you. (laughs) It's like, he has to tell me to do it. And that's what I've been working on with, with coaching a lot is that. Like it's up to me to initiate that. Like, you know, I'm the adult. <laughs> like I, I'm in charge of me. Like I shouldn't wait for him to say like, oh, you really need to do this for you or I'm going to do this for you. You know, like it's kind of something I should have learned at a young That's age. But yeah. Is the message that we're giving our children. Mm-hmm. You know, mom takes a break when everything's done. Mm-hmm. You know? So, but who, who said that to them? Nobody said that to them. They kind of saw you doing it. Say, okay, I'm exhausted. I know I still need to fold the laundry, but I need a break now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take this moment Mm -hmm. and do do whatever it takes for you to, it could be just stepping out or, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I just kind of go to my balcony and breathe, you know, because... Sometimes I just want to see the green outside and, and yeah. just get back to me, you know, get back to myself, get back inside. Because, you know, as moms, we're always outside, like we're always doing, we're always taking care of someone or we're, we're cooking for someone, you know. And, and that's another thing that I had to learn, you know, um, and I learned it the hard way is I would always end up 
you know, getting in the morning, fixing breakfast and forget to eat in the process. And that would just, it would just leave me cranky in the end, you know? So I have to really make that switch in the morning to say, okay, I'm in the kitchen. I can start fixing breakfast, but I really need like, you know, my warm glass of water. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't do tea coffee, but I think most people would kind of resonate with tea coffee. But yeah. <laughs> I need water, and I need to bite into something first before I start fixing breakfast to everybody else. You know, mm-hmm. right at the start of, mm-hmm. of the day. You know, to say, okay, I'm going to do what the Lord wants me to do today, not what I want to do. You know, mm-hmm. so a lot of times. And I like making checklists. I'm a checklist person. So I'll make these huge checklists. And in the end, I'll be like, that's not even realistic. You know? <laughs> like, wow, I'm human. <laughs> so I sit down on all of that and say, what am I doing today? Okay. risk <laughs> for the week. What am I doing today? What does God want me to do today? And also accepting when I'm not able to. Mm. You know, not really beating myself about it and saying, hey, I wasn't able to. And that's that's that, you know. Mm-hmm. But really, the Bible calls us time and time again to rest. You know, and that's something that I noticed all the time in Exodus. You know, I've been reading the Bible. Um, stuff to finish again. So we, we do like, I do like a chapter a day. And I noticed how time and time again, God tells his people to rest. You know, they'll walk a certain distance and then he'll say, rest. You know, wait a while. Um, or he'll say, just stay here for a few days. I'll let you know when to start moving again. So even in salvation history, God is calling. You know, here, here's a whole bunch of people, Israelites, who escaped from the Egyptians and they're running for their life. And every, you know, every little time God calls them to rest, mm. God's calling them to pause, mm. take a few days break, you know, um, just rest. Yeah. Come to the temple to worship, you know, come to me. So I'm like, wow, like, you know, self-care isn't something new that yeah. we thought of, you yeah. know. God always intended it. On the seventh day, he rested. And just like right. he rested, he wants us to rest. Right. So really, uh, are we giving ourselves the permission that God has already intended for us? If the only one thing that you take back from all the discussion today would be to really remind ourselves, hey, it's a command from God. To yeah. Rest. Yeah, it's not just a suggestion. Exactly. So he tells us to rest. And so if we're busy trying to do everything and please God, you know, he doesn't need to be pleased. And that's another topic altogether. But but he's probably going to be frowning or making that really funny face at you and saying, hey, okay, you're doing all of this. (laughs) I need to rest, you know? (laughs) You haven't done the rest of it. So, mm. yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I guess that's the one thing that I would really want people to remember. And, and I think that's, that will be the start of a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. 
when we take time for ourselves, when we're able to fill our cup, when we're able to connect with our soul, then we start, we're in a position and we have the strength to make those slight switches outside in the things that we're doing, to reprioritize, you know, okay, I have a birthday party and I have to mow the lawn or whatever. Um, do I need to do it today? Or would I rather be going back and doing my journaling? What do I need to do right now? You know, um, um, I'm really big on journaling. It really helps me pray. Yeah, it really helps me pray better. Because um, I feel like when I'm just sitting there blank, I go on in all directions. So when I'm journaling, I'm really able to just be true to myself and be authentic and, you know, just, just be me. Um, and then I love doing art. Um, in, in all of that, in just not just as an activity, I think what we mistake is that the, the mistake that most people make is, oh, you know, I'm doing art. I'm going to this hobby class. I'm going for, you know, aerobics. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I'm still like, I'm still not feeling the wholeness. I'm still, I'm like, okay, you know, like you really need to go back to, you've got your, your you've done all the checklists, you know, what the, what the secular world so-called tells you, you know, oh, I'm meeting all of this. I have my meal plans. I have my schedule ready. If you're homeschooling, I have my homeschooling week thing. My whole month is everything, but I'm still feeling empty because you're, because a lot of times we're just doing, we're just going through those motions, right? Like, it's just like having a timetable. Morning exercise, done. You know, morning prayer, done. Uh, Bible reading, done. Spend time with, quality time with ABC, done. Uh, spend quality time with my husband, done. You know, it just we're just going through the checklist and that's, that's all we're doing. And we're doing. We're not being in that whole process, in that whole day. So, yeah. I think you just need to send me the bill for our therapy session because you just told me like everything I need to work on. <laughs> oh, I interviewed you for the podcast, but I'm like, oh yes, I get frustrated. I get resentful. I do too much. <laughs> I don't take enough time for myself. You should book some sessions with me. <laughs> Really, people, this was just me and my counselor <laughs> just recording it. <laughs> uh, tell me where people can reach you if a woman wants to um, contact you for counseling. Yeah, I have a website and it's just my name. So www.dillarose.com. That'll be the place to connect with me, schedule an appointment. I'm also working on getting some um webinars on it so you know if, if, if there are some topics that people are interested in they can just access recordings and listen to it in their own time but the website would be the place to get an appointment with me you know with the consultation or therapy sessions and, okay yeah. so gilda is g-i-l-d-a and then rose r-o-s-e so gildarose.com wonderful and and then can you talk a little bit about the Catholic uh, liturgy, liturgical li living, sorry. Yeah, so um, I also have a ministry. It's called Faith Blocks mm -hmm. um, to support liturgical living for Catholic families. Mm -hmm. And it also supports, again, women with their spiritual life 
when they become mothers and they're with little children, you know, I, I, and it was born out of my own struggle, mm-hmm. um, build that community. So we have a Facebook um, community for moms with little kids, um, you know, where we kind of share really simple ideas. It was important for me to bring my children up in faith. And we don't have a lot of that available here. There's no, they have catechism, but that's about it, you know? So I was like, there's got to be more, you know? And and so, yeah, that's where I started integrating like my own art and craft and all of that enthusiasm and, you know, started doing that with my children. And now I kind of just share that for others because, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that works with a lot of busy moms, like nothing too complicated. So you have coloring sheets and activity pages. And then don't you have cards too? Are they prayer cards or are they? Yes, yes. We have prayer cards. The, the most popular set is my A to Z saints card. So there is a saint for every letter of the alphabet. <laughs> wow, that's wonderful. So counseling and liturgical living materials, so much. So check out gildarose.com. And I'm so grateful. Thank you so, so much for putting up with scheduling with me and figuring out our time zone and <laughs> meeting with me. Thank you so much, Lauren, for, for having me, you know. Um, okay. All right. Thank you so much. It's been an honor um, to be here. And, and to speak with you and your audience. Oh, well, thank you. I hope you'll come back. <laughs> yeah, surely we, we could, you know, I guess. If, if it's, yeah, I'd love to. Like I said, I like to talk. So yeah. <laughs> let me know what we're, you want me to talk about. We're a dangerous <laughs> pair, you and me. <laughs>